Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Death with Mr. Cinema, the, the podcast that's currently thinking, happy birthday to me, at least one third of us. My name is Tosin and I am your host, based up in the Midlands in a place called Bromsgrove, and joining me as ever on the Isle of Wight are Sharon. Hello. And Sean. Hiya. Yes, yes, as you, you might have heard that, uh, you, oh, I don't know, maybe I'll put it in, maybe I won't put it into the intro of Sh- the little rendition of Happy Birthday that Sharon and Sean gave to me. So yes, <laughs> yes, yes, my birthday, my birthday today, a day that would usually be marked by me going to the cinema, <laughs> probably, <laughs> me going to the cinema and maybe even dragging my wife along. But as we were just sort of saying, this time last year, and I look back over the last year and I look and I go... Would never have experienced. Would never have thought that that would have panned out that way. <laughs> no. Would never have thought that would have panned out that way. Um, things things have changed quite a bit. But anyway, how are you guys doing? Yeah, all right. Thank you. I've um. Yes, life is it's weird, isn't it? I'm sort of at home all day. <laughs> <laughs> Again. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, I know. Although I have to admit, it did turn into a bit of a perfect. I've just gotten up from a nap, and you know, one of those naps no. that you kind of think, "Oh my god, I wish that never ended." But it's it, <laughs> without getting too dark about thinking about the implications of that. But <laughs> when you just think it, that that was lovely, that was great. Uh, but it's yeah, yeah, there's bits about staying at home all day that I'm liking, but there are sometimes when I get a bit so like ca- cabin fever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I start my new job on Monday, having it been postponed. The date of my start date has been moved four times <laughs> in the last two weeks. <laughs> it was supposed to be two weeks ago, then that moved to the last week, and then that moved because my office, the office I'm to be joined, had a, po- a, a positive COVID test. Oh, so everyone was forced to isolate. And then the earliest I can join them after they've all come out of isolation is Monday. So at the moment, I'm starting on Monday. <laughs> yeah, here's hoping. Here's hoping. So, yeah, but who knows what lots can happen in in three days, as we know in these these weird times. <laughs> oh, all right. So uh, and Sean, now you you are. We know what you're like in in the best of times. You're a bit kind of like get up and get out there and can't sit still. And what's it been like? Yeah, well, I've been I've been quite lucky because I've been um, I've been going into school or into the schools, um, and I'm getting tested every week. Yeah. I, I did have a test yesterday, and I'm fine. I'm okay. So yeah, it's like because they're, they're doing the Google Classroom now, and they've they've got um, like I've I've been out I've been delivering like work packs, work materials to to I've been out f- sort of uh, freshwater and Topland today. So so. And it's uh, yeah, it's quite weird. I got like about three lots of hand gel, big big masks, big everything, and I've been taking like um, Chromebooks and, and like art packs and things to some of the students. Not 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 all of them, but ones that you know are a bit. And I'll tell you, it sort of opens your eyes a little bit. Really, I'll have to say that about you know. So I've, yeah, I've been been to a few. Should we say? difficult to find or strange places <laughs> it sort of opens up your eyes a little bit to see where some of the students are and, and what it must be like for them yeah so, be- yeah yeah so but i have to get tested every week um so yeah so i'm actually lucky because i'm still 
going out and about and class is a key worker and I'm hoping I'm still class as a key worker so I get a vaccine because <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty paranoid about the whole thing so I sort of come in and pretty much shut myself up so I work I keep the mask on nearly all the time even when I'm well, it doesn't matter where I am I've got a mask on yeah I only take it off top to eat so if I'm walking people saying oh you got and funny enough funny enough I, I was I had it until I just phoned you I had it like this I would have been like this with it down here and I thought so I'm like this and then I thought oh blimey I've still got my mask on I think I'm <laughs> I think I'm uh, so yeah well, I had to go and uh, protective equipment from the old Nat Watt plate the old Nat West place down on Riverside they just got a load of delivery of like protective equipment and stuff aprons and what have you because they're setting up all the different tests you know in the, in the schools yeah so yeah so it's all uh, for me it's been pretty it's been a, it's like a mixed blessing isn't it I sometimes think oh no 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 I'm out I'm out and out and then I think well at least I'm out <laughs> yeah you know at least I'm out and there's been a lot there's been the NFL and there's been the NFL playoffs as well so so I've been watching um I've been watching the, you know the NFL football American football yeah yeah so yeah 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 it's, it's the wild card it's been all the wild cards this week so yeah but so, I did I have watched a few what have I been watching I've, I did watch one film which I think I, I emailed you to but I've been watching a lot of uh, things about Doctor Who and, um, and all right. different doctors and the missing episodes and all that alright so, yeah. so so for I anybody have, who might be listening been, to I have been keeping busy yeah, for anybody who might be listening to this, I might not be um, conversant with um, the Isle of Wight geography, the Isle of Wight geography of the UK. Sean just mentioned Totland and Freshwater, and now the Isle of Wight is an island off the coast of, um, of of the south coast of England, and that is isolated in itself. But even in a place that some people might look at and think is isolated, Sean just talked about going to the West White, and that is isolated in an area that's already isolated. So, so when you talk about back end of nowhere, there's some areas of the West White that are proper back end of nowhere. Like uh, I remember there was a time I was talking about doing uh doing like a version, um, to like recreating scenes from popular movies but filming them on the island in a series called Could Have Been Filmed Here. And if you're going to do the Blair Witch Project, you would do it in the West White. Because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were doing the because you're not a soul around. Well, who knows? Who knows what could happen to you? So, um, yes. So, so that's that. But Sean, I have to say, I do. Uh, I I prefer you with your mask around your neck than what a lot of people seem to be doing because there seem to be uh, loads of people who have different. Let's say they have different ideas about masks than what I think makes sense <laughs> so oh so, uh, so yeah well done sean keep it going stay safe and let's hope you do get a vaccine or something that you don't yeah. end up with anybody who's who's really really stupid and passes something on let's 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 pray for that yeah. so you were talking about films now obviously we're on a show called netflix versus cinema and um we as i said we usually go to the cinema watch things and compare it to what we can watch that week at home on netflix and see which has won this week and for the last while, we do not have cinemas. So we have just essentially become a TV podcast. We talk about what are the things that we can't watch at home. This week, I'm just going to be uh, um, talking because it's probably going to be a quick one this week, as I said. Um, going to go do birthday things. and um, But just going to follow up with 
things that people have seen. Now, Sean, holding on from last week, we were talking about black narcissists. You were the only one who saw it at the appearance yes. time of last week. But this time round, I think all three of us have seen it. We have all seen black narcissists, correct? Okay, yeah. so we will kick off with Black Narcissist. We have, I think, the history of swear words, which Sean you saw last week. Yeah, have you finished seeing it? Oh, yeah, actually, yeah, I have finished watching the history of swear words. Uh, uh, the oh, cool. history of swear words. I have I finished watching that. And Sharon, what have you? What else have you got for us this week? Well, I watched two um, series, both from Sky. One was called Brave New World. Um, oh yeah. And the other one is A Discovery of Witches. All oh, right. Okay. Cool. I have. Season two, I've seen both of those. All right. Okay. So I'm just going to let you guys go and pipe in every now and then things I have seen. So shall we kick off with Black Narcissus? Yes. Black Narcissus. So um, Sharon, give us a brief, brief synopsis of what this is. This is about Black Narcissus is set in the high, um, the high mountains of Nepal, where there is a, a palace that used to be used as a harem or whatever the cultural equivalent is a, a, a lady's house yep. where they would stay the concubines and lower lesser wives and it has been used for different means over the centuries since more recently it has been taken over by a group of nuns who have come up from india to create a school in the the mountains for their mountain peoples and then things start to go slightly awry when the nuns arrive and the wind and the isolation and the, the sense that the mountains are looking back at them all begin to play out in different ways on each of the different sisters. And things that they thought were long buried have a way of working their way to the surface. And so through the program, you see those long hidden secrets and those long hidden desires start to reveal themselves oh very well done very concise that's perfect. <laughs> that's right. that that could be on the back of a dvd case so, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and, uh, so so sean what did you think of black narcissus okay well i suppose we've got to go back to the the the, the old film haven't we really which yeah, because, was like yeah this was this was originally yeah it was originally made into a film by powell and pressburger starring deborah kerr in yeah six in the 60s 67 yeah, around about that time, but later I think it was. Uh, yeah, I, I, not um, earlier. I mean, er, not later. Early. I'm getting me. Yeah. I can't look it up. Confused. But anyway, um, yeah. Well, well, my thoughts on it. I thought that actual oh, scene. Forty-seven. Was sorry, happening. I was up by twenty yeah. years. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, I think for for the TV series for this TV series, it was the scenery was absolutely beautiful. The yep. scene was absolutely beautiful. Um, I thought the acting was great, but I just thought it was way, way too long. It just, it, to me, it was, you know, you know, it, it was really, really drawn out. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a patch on the film, I don't think. It's not a patch on the film. But, um, yeah, that's all I can say about it, really, because um, I know you probably want to, you guys want to probably talk about it a bit more. But I just, yeah, really, really good acting, really, really lovely scenery, quite an interest, some interesting spots there. Some bits not quite convincing. I mean, you've got that new actress that played. What's it? Is it? What, what's the name of the Sister young? Cloder. Yeah. Sister Cloder. Sister That's yeah, played it. by. She's the mother. Yeah. She was just Sister Superior. Yeah. And then it was Sister Ruth was the young one. Yeah, the she... young one. Well, yeah, well, Sister Ruth. I don't know. I don't know. It was just. I don't think she, she didn't convince me. She didn't convince me. But mm. as I say, on the whole, um, it was 
it was it was okay, but a bit long, I think. So. Sharon, what did you think? No, I liked it. I I can see that the, you can do a compare and contrast with the the Powell and Pressburger film because again, the way the use of color in Powell and Pressburger and all their films, color was how the, there was their canvas which they painted on, wasn't it? They used lots of color and a lot in the film the colors were heightened and the shadows were that bit blacker and the colors were that bit richer and so you had this this fight between sort of what was real and what was not real with the colors being heightened and then some of them just those contrasts whereas this i think it was almost like the color was like bleached out of the scenes where um the sort of bit that's been stripped away from them um, where they wear these white habits. So I, li- I could appreciate the, the contrast between these sort of styles. I, co- I like this version. I like the fact that it it did sort of take its time a bit more. The fact that these women are there for months, you get the, that sense of passing of time mm-hmm. and that how you can feel that being blown on these mountains with this constant wind blowing, that it would like take all the colour out of everything. And then they are left with they're reduced to physically they're reduced because they're suffering in these sort of higher climates, thinner air, um, away from their comforts. And there's one colour who learns for beauty and who can see the beauty of the mountains, but she wants to plant flowers and how she can see that um, finds her weakness. And in all of them, it's like the wind blows through these doors that keep getting flung open and it sort of blows through them, their themselves mm. and it thrings by all these doors that they want to keep shut so I like the imagery of it and so to me I, I enjoyed it and I enjoyed the fact that yeah they didn't sort of do these flashbacks and of all of them only the one sister Coda you see the flashbacks of what's led her to this place yeah and I like the fact that you see glimpses of that it isn't all just poured out in one one big hit mm. no so I, I quite like the fact that it was this um slower cooler um yeah, take, take to me it was like that, that. That take on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because I've I've heard of the other film. Like you know, obviously, once you start getting into film stuff and everything like that, you hear the name Powell and Pressburger. Or you hear those names, and they will come up sooner rather than later. And people will talk about, oh my god, this and all. And so I've heard about Black Narcissist. I've heard about it, and and when this came up, um, I'm happy to see that the original is actually on BBC iPlayer at the moment. So uh, I had it on my oh. list. I had my list to go watch the original and so sort of do a, a compare and contrast like you guys have done. Didn't get around to watching the original, but I have to admit, when it comes to this, I am more on. I'm more in line with Sean than that. I, I would. I, I did. I, I mean, at the end of it, because sometimes I, I often think, by the time you finish watching something, what are you left with? And when this ended, when the when we had the final scene ending, I, I was just kind of like. So, hang on, what was the point of that? And I wasn't sure what the point of the story was. <laughs> I wasn't sure what, why were you telling me this story. It's like, are you saying that, uh, is, is it saying, oh, like, you know, religion bad or Christianity bad? Is it saying Indian mysticism trumps, like, you know, um, Western religion or anything like that? Is it, is it saying that there's a, there's a reading of this TV series which is just kind of like, well, women be crazy. That that is, there's a, there's a, and I'm like, what is this thing saying? I, I I don't know what it's saying. There's bits I do think it's too long. I think it's too long. There's bits where I, I'm not sure whether the idea was to try and make you feel 
the boredom of the people who were in the Himalayas with nothing going on. I'm not sure if that was the point of it, but it's there were bits where I, w- I found myself just losing interest and getting on my phone or trying to do something else, and it wasn't really grabbing me. Probably about halfway through the second episode, there's three episodes, and about halfway through the second episode, and um, okay, so that so that it gives you three hours, and it made me think. Well, but um, uh, because the film of Black Narcissus, it's, it's about ha- an hour. It's about an hour and a half long. And when I when I watched this three hours of the TV series, I was thinking, yeah, I think an hour and a half is run about right. I think I think an hour and a half is run about what you would get for that story. So I, I can't I can't tell about that, but I did. I'm still trying to like a bit trying to scratch my head and saying, well, I agree with you. I think the performances are great. I think Gemma Atherton, as sister Cloda, is great. I think uh, I believe it's Aisling 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 Franciosi. Who, yeah, Aisling Franciosi, who plays Sister Ruth. Who, um, she, oh, Sean, you might recognize her from The Nightingale. She was the lady in The Nightingale. Right, okay. Okay, yeah, I thought I'd, I'd sort of seen her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think she might yeah. need, she might need to stop playing racists. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there, there were bits, there were bits earlier. Uh, like, yeah, especially, especially in the first two episodes, I was like, oh, you need to stop playing racists. <laughs> but they're, they're really good. And I think, especially as Alessandro Nivola, who is who plays Mr. Dean, and he yeah. is yeah he's American. But, yeah, but I, I'm like I was perfect so imp- accent. So impressed with him. So impressed. I was just kind of, I yeah because it actually started off and I was like that's Alessandro Nivola. I remember from I remember seeing him in a film years ago called Best Laid Plans with Reese Witherspoon, and I was like I was pretty sure he's American. And I had to have to go on and go. Yeah, yeah, he is a. That is a very good accent that he's putting on there. Is that, <laughs> he is married to Emily Mortimer though, and so I think he ah. did, does spend a lot of time in this country. Oh, okay, okay. that would, that would, that would explain it. <laughs> that, would, that would explain it. So, <laughs> so I think all in all, it's a, it's a. I, I I agree. I think that the filming is great. I think the location is great. I think some of the the location work, the palace that the filming in is brilliant. Um, but I'm not entirely sure what this, where exactly the story is supposed to be saying. Uh, I personally would give it a three out of five. Yeah, I would. I, I would. I would concur. I would concur with that. I agree with you. Three. Okay, and Sharon. I'd give. It, I'd give it a four. I enjoyed it. I liked it, and I. I like. Yeah, I liked the feel of it. So I would give it a four. Out of curiosity, what would you give the original film, the 1947 film? Oh, I would. It's to me. It was quite a different feel. I can, uh, but I'd still give the original a four. I think it's completely different to the original, but for different reasons. I mean, you. It's almost got like high melodrama. The first one, yeah. Um, that... the, the the film by. So, I like that, but it also uh, it puts me off <laughs> where they have like these super extreme close-ups of the faces, sort of you know. Um, you're you're reading the faces, so I'm not keen on that. <laughs> <laughs> but I did rate it as a piece of drama. It's just like it's cracking. Um, so I'll vote. I'd give it. I'd give that a, a four as well, but for different reasons. <laughs> All right. Okay. This is this is going to be interesting. I guess I'm guessing that this one is trying to be a bit more realistic. Yeah. I, yeah. I think yeah, so. Absolutely. And it's sort of looking at altitude sickness rather than 
than hysteria um, in the old meaning of the word hysteria. Uh, so I would say that it would sort of take a different take on, on in, in the In the old meaning that we're not allowed to use anymore, in the old women be crazy meaning of the word. Yeah, in that it's all your hormones and it's like, you know, you know, <laughs> you know the fact that you're sort of sexually repressed is going to drive you mad, I think, in that sort of hysterical way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not, I don't. Not, I think they wouldn't better use that now. But in the forties, that was like you know, you, you absolutely, you know, you can't. You know, no yeah, men. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, I'm not so sure that they escaped that in this version. But there's a, there's elements of it. I think there's elements of it. Yeah. And uh, so, Sean. Well, so, if, from what you remember of the original, what would you? How would how would you rate? Um, from what I remember the original, um, I think it, there's there's bits of it. It's it's one of those films that, um, there's some striking bits. Like, that I can remember, um, but it wasn't. Again, it wasn't. Probably really not my sort of movie. I mean, for the for the sumptuous colour, like like it is. It is like you know the cinematography is is really really good and really really striking. And there are scenes of hysteria, total hysteria. But yeah, I, I mean, I would give this a high three. I wouldn't. I, I couldn't give this a, a monster four. I think because it just wasn't. You know, I could see the intrinsic qualities of it, but for me, it's um, it just don't only get a doesn't doesn't quite cut get it. a three star. I'm afraid. All right, cool. Let's move on. I, uh, that's one of the things I'm going to see if I can get around to in the next week. Watch Powell and Pressburger's Black Black Narcissus and see which one I prefer. So, so um, right. Yeah. So now let's move on to Brave New World. Now this is a this is an adaptation of the Aldous Huxley books book that is on. Well, in yes. this country, is on Sky One or Sky Atlantic or anything. So, Sharon, this was you again. Uh, take us, take us away with this. Yeah, I haven't read the book, so I can't do a comparison with the book. I just, I haven't read it. Uh, but the, the the drama is set in the future. It doesn't specify a date in the future, but there's everywhere. It's called New London, and if and they, they people in New London live in this um, controlled environment a controlled world and when they go on holiday they go on holiday to a place called the savage lands where which is outside of their control but still within their control um and in new london it's it's all ran by this form of sort of ai that basically administers drugs or these sort of mood suppressants so everyone the idea is that everyone should be happy and they have established by this old treatise going back centuries that in order for people to be happy they need to have their three desires met they need to have occupation they need to have pleasure and they need to have sort of sexual relationships without guilt oh yeah and so monogamy is banned because it's you know that creates jealousy and it can create envy yeah so there's no monogamous relationships property is banned because again it, it's you if you have everything you need then you'll be happy. And so it's about creating a harmonious, happy um, relationship. And so from before you're conceived, you are you are assigned a a number. Are you an alpha, or a beta, you are a gamma or an epsilon. Mm. And have I missed one? A delta, a delta, a gamma, yeah. an epsilon. And so the alpha is basically the world is your oyster. You can have anything you want. And the betas are there for your pleasure, for the alpha's pleasure. So they tend to be, um, the women are there to be, you know, available for any alpha who finds them attractive. And because monogamy is against the law, then you don't have a yes or no. You just 
you just comply. Ooh, ooh. And you think you're... Ooh, that's topical. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like... And that's the same with men or women. It's the alphas, alpha men or women. There's no differential between the sexes. There's no such thing as, you know, heterosexuality or, or homosexuality. It's everyone is equally attractive and Everyone's available, available to everyone. Yeah. And so betas are for pleasure. And then doubters are for sort of service. They're like middle management almost. Gammas are like servants, they're like personal servants. And epsilons are like the, the cleanup crew. They are do the menial work. Yeah. And so you are ascribed your position from birth, from before birth and conception. And so you know exactly where the, the, the world ends. And the story starts with a suicide. And a suicide should be impossible. It yeah. should not be possible and so the two main characters um the one of them is an alpha plus who is sent to investigate what happened and he tries to find out why what, what, what how the inconceivable can happen and this is a tiny chip in the sort of smooth surface like an ice like if you think of an ice field it's a smooth crack in the ice and so what begins is something quite minor has repercussions and these cracks and these ripples start to spread and then you get you introduce these other characters um a beta plus the the uh the main female character and then a guy from the savage lands who it turns out that his parent his parents were from new london yeah. and his mother was a beta plus and when her alpha left left her behind she had no way of getting back to new london because she hasn't got a passport she hasn't got the powers to travel only yeah. an alpha can travel and so you see this from this one incident this sort of death to this introducing these characters come together and then you just see these ripples flow out and so through these i think it's eight or ten episodes i can't remember which you begin to see these cracks spread and how one event has consequences that leads on to another event and you get this cascade all right so from what you're saying we i can already i can already see because obviously this is aldous huxley who wrote this and he wrote this ages ago yeah. and it's it's the the two things that i often hear mentioned like you know in close proximity to each other are 1984 and brave new world that's almost kind of like you know uh, two different takes on the same concept and all that but even from what you've said i can already see the influence on some Without watching Brave New World or reading, I'm going to I'm going to say some lesser works such as the Divergent series has a very so yeah. like similar. Oh, let's break them up into different things. Let's break society up into this kind of thing. And I can see, yeah. uh, I can see that that's sort of so. There is so much from this that sounds like you know has become standard sci-fi tropes as the further yeah. the further on you go. So um, so with this the. Once you're explaining that, I'm already beginning to think of how this story is going to go. I'm already beginning. There's there's some hits I'm I'm expecting that are going to happen. Is that what? Uh, does it go in your typical way, or does it have anything? Essentially, if I watch this, would I think, oh, I've seen that before because it's been copied so many times, or does it actually manage to do anything different or new? You can certainly see how it's been an influencer. You can, there's certain things when they go to this, they have a holiday. What the, the our main character, which is an Alpha Plus and a Beta Plus, they go on holiday to the Savage Lands, and you can certainly see how they have derived certain you know things from that mm. um, in other series. So, Mad and Max. certainly the way, yeah, <laughs> and certainly the way um, the society works. In that, to me, it like reminded me of like Logan's Run. Oh yeah. Um, in some of the how you never see anyone old there. Yeah. And some of it is due to 
um, euthanizing people, but you don't ever see it. People, because they have no 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 close relationships, they have no concept of grief. Yeah. So if someone ceases to exist, they just cease to exist, and the next day, as if they never happened at all. So they have no concept of personal relationships or grief. So there's no consequences to any action. It's all about being happy and pleasure. So, um, yeah, I can certainly see how things like Logan's Run would have been influenced. That I, I, it made, reminded me of that. How you never see an old person there. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, and, there's, there's there's elements there that I think are certainly derivative. Yeah, and uh, people have derived from that. It's 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 actually it's actually so much so that there's there's certain ideas of how I feel like this story could develop that I don't want to say out loud in case they're just total spoilers because I'm thinking this is where this is going to go <laughs> because because like the old Ehrenreich character when he comes in from the comes in from the from the uh, what do they call them the badlands the savage lands the savage lands when he comes in I'm like okay this is essentially let me put it this a way recipe for disaster <laughs> let me put it this way I'm thinking this is going to be footloose this is this is going to be the guy who comes in and introduces dance to an area where dance is seen as sinful. So I actually never thought about yes. that. Maybe Footloose is actually just an adaptation of Brave New World. Brave New World. See, I've never read the book, so obviously they've they've brought it up to date by this whole AI. So I don't know how they work that in the original novel uh, because it obviously predates our understanding of technology. Um, but yeah, there's certainly elements there. So it was um. Yeah, it was interesting. I've had it on my the iPlayer for a while, and it's just took me to for waiting for my brother to have a week of nights for me to be able to sort of watch it. Um, so I watched it over a couple of days. Yeah, it was entertaining. It was no, I don't think it was anything new under the sun, uh, because it deals with you know sort of liberation, if I can use that term. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of nudity and a lot of sexuality in it, um, but I've been done in such a way that it's very without emotion. So it's a bit like. It's like, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if it's supposed to be titillating, but I certainly didn't think it was anything like that. Just, just because of the way it was portrayed as... And there was sort of like orgy scenes, and you think, you go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's not, um, not, you know, so it was, to me, it was just, that was a little bit, tiny bit gratuitous in places. So, um, but it's an interesting thing, so I would give it a three. A three. So it's interesting to check it out. I mean, if you like, your dystopian fiction, if you like your science fiction, then yeah, certainly check it out. But don't expect great things from it. But it's entertaining for all that. Worth an evening spent on it. So I would give it a three. All right. And we now, I think we have time for one more. I think we have time for one more this week. And so I'm going to throw it back to Sean. And Sean, you saw History of Swear Words on Netflix. I did see it. And, yeah. and already I can see that there's a smile showing up on your face. <laughs> so so this is this is a series of what five I think it's five episodes and each yeah. one of them each one of them focuses on uh on a different modern swear word. All the way from the F word through to two words that use the swear words but also mean male and female genitalia through to a word that originally meant female dog and a word that is actually so watered down nowadays that I feel I can say damn. So, yeah, yeah. so and it goes through the history of them. So, Sean, what did you think about this? Okay, well, this this series, I watched it. I mean, it was just one of those ones on Netflix that I just happened to catch. And I watched the the first one, which is the F word, where Nicholas Cage and Nicholas Cage. And um, so he's like, yeah, he's, um, he's the host. He's the host. And uh, he starts off with a tirade of like 30, 30 maybe F words, just like, and all, all said in different ways. 
And then all through, you've got all these different comedians that are talking about, you know, oh, yeah, I use this and this, and you can say it in this way. It's funny, funny. There's, there's so many derivatives of it. And then you've got the, the entomologist that are saying, yeah, this is actually this is actually from medieval Dutch. Yeah. And then, and then it said that was like, you know, like we have Mac and Fitz. Well, that word was a Dutch word. And originally in like the 14th century where, and some of the people were actually called their names were. Yeah, their, their names that, were. That word, that <laughs> word was incorporated into their names. And then you got the comedian saying, oh, that would be funny because you'd have Johnny and this and that. And, yeah. and I have to say that I was absolutely, absolutely, it was, I, was, I was in fits of laughter with this. It was just, um, just really, really tickled me. And it was nice and short. And I thought, oh, that's good. So I watched the, so I decided to watch them all. Um, yeah. that first one's definitely the best I mean for me out of them all that, that's, that's, that's worth a watch on its own I should watch that again I'm sure actually I might even watch that tonight because it just it sat in a room watching it absolutely laughing out loud you know that's got to say something because I'm hard to please when it comes to my comedy yeah, um, yeah. so yeah so, but I just really love the idea of it and what's really really interesting which um, I mean, you know, it was saying that the thing came up and it said on screen, on screen, how many? Who's who has ever said uh, oh, the yeah. whole cinematic? Yeah, movie, the it's cinematically um, in the in the film yeah, career, who, who, who has said who has said the f word the most times? And yeah, they, and he goes, and, and it's not me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, yeah. So and it is surprising. I'm not going to say who it is, but it's surprising. Yeah. It's like no way, really? Yeah. Him? Yeah, you know, yeah. But, the, the actor who has said the f word the most times on film, it, it is, it is one of those things. You're like, really, what? really? Yeah, you can't believe it, can you? Really, you can't believe it. And then the other words, like you say, the s word. So all the all the episodes pretty much are the same people, the same comedians, the yeah. same entomologists, and they just go through it from when it started off and how it when it was originally used in mainstream and then became to mean what you, you know what it was. Um, and obviously, the, the different ways of pronouncing it can mean different things, you know. Because I mean, uh, which is which is great, really. So, on the whole, I really, really enjoyed it. There was a, there are a couple that didn't quite give me as much laughter as the first one. Yeah. But um, well, maybe, 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 yeah, that one. But the so, but yeah, no, I enjoyed it. And I'm going to give this purely for me because it's right on my street. It made me laugh. I, I found it really, really amusing. I mean, and the first one I could watch again and again and again because it's just hysterious. So yeah. I would have to say with this, I don't know. If, do, you've seen it as well. So do you want to say your bit before you give it stars? Yeah, okay. I think I agree with a lot of what you said. I think it's it's billed as a Netflix comedy series. And so they put their cards out saying that we're trying to be funny here. But it's essentially one of those sort of like edutainment things where it is, it's on the headline is we're trying to be funny, but they're sneaking a lot of education and a lot of knowledge in there and a lot of almost philosophy as to what are swear words? Why do we have, why do we even have swear words? What, what, when does a word become a swear word? Because uh, uh, when they go back to the origin of a lot of these words, they, what they're telling you is, look, this word used to be fine. It used to be mm. fine. You could say it. It was no big deal. And then all of a sudden, at this point, it changed and it became a swear word. What what made this word become a swear word? And then some of the ones is like, this word used to be really, really bad. It used to be the worst thing you could possibly say. And now, you wouldn't be surprised to hear a 10-year-old say it. 
And it's like, yeah. and on what happens with that? Do all swear words go on a journey where they start off like, you know, as horrible and at some point become okay? And those bits, um, I have to admit, I, I found the the etymology bits fascinating. I found that absolutely mm-hmm. fascinating. The 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 comedian bits, there's sometimes where you feel like they've turned on a camera and you know that they have to come up with something that's funny. They have to come up with something that's funny on this data. And I think those bits, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. The etymology bits, what they're talking about, okay, this is the, I was just kind of, oh, seriously, that is, that is really, really interesting. Yeah, that is interesting as well as as comedic. But no, I agree with you. Sometimes the the comedians, they're a little bit, I don't, yeah, a little bit over the top, aren't they? A little bit self-indulgent, maybe. I a know. bit, yeah. yeah there's, there's a bit, there's a little bit self-indulgent with some of the comedic bits. But I, can, but I think from the mix of those two things, where they're trying to teach you something, get you something that actually has some sort of cultural significance, and at the same time, um, uh, be entertaining. I think they've done really, really well. I think, and, yeah. And I think I said last week that um, uh, Nicholas Cage, you can see that he's having more fun than he's had in absolute ages it's, definitely definitely yeah <laughs> yeah there there's a whole bit there's a whole bit with let's say there's one of the swords they talk about that rhymes with nicholas cage's first word nick and uh, and he's kind of going so at some point this is the only swear word that started off as somebody's name and then it ended up being a swear word he's like oh why couldn't it have been nick imagine it it would have been so good <laughs> it would have been so good if people could just have ended up calling saying nick people could have been nickheads <laughs> and you can see you can see the way he the way he does it he's just sort of like having he's having fun with it he's having absolute fun that's with interesting because that that word i can guess what you mean yeah. we actually had someone in our office that was their nickname and it got to the point where everyone was making a joke about it to us women mainly and we would get to the point where it's saying that we got tired of having to just sort of rebuke some of the the, the sort of smutty jokes so yeah. we actually renamed him richard and we said you know you know what for our sakes we're just going to call you richard from now on we don't because we don't want to have people coming and saying oh he's so and so in or he's so and so here and it's like have you it's seen not funny have you, have you seen so and so lately <laughs> yes so we said look it's not funny for us we're just finding it's it's just rude to because it's like women are four an office of four women and one man and it was like yeah. you know what it's just not funny anymore so we said we're just going to call you richard and then if anyone refers to as anything else we're just going to say oh do you mean richard okay so we had to like we had to rename him because it got to the point where it's like you know what you may fight every man who came in the office would just like snigger and it'd be like it's just stop it, it's, it's it's just not funny <laughs> yes yeah. yeah, so uh so i, I think it, and they, they talk about things like like they talk about how you never see um that if you ever meet somebody who is called like you know the shorter form of uh, uh like uh, uh, uh well i okay i'm gonna say when i say this i'm referring to the name if you meet, ever meet anybody who's who's called dick like if you ever meet anybody who's called that they're like yeah they're, they're gonna be a certain age after a certain like, age no, yeah. nobody That's refers it. to like, themselves it's like robin isn't it it's like robin isn't it robin what's his name Batman and Robin. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Dick Grayson. Yeah, yeah. But you know that that's from a certain time because after a certain time, there's nobody who is called Richard who refers to themselves as anything other than Richard or Rich. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're going to be in their fifties or sixties, or I would probably say more likely their sixties now. Yeah, Mm. and and they and they talk and it's things like that that I find fascinating. Like, when does it change? What does it do? And there are some of these words that I personally find offensive, but it made me start asking. Okay, what exactly about this word is offensive? And is that going to be a time at which 
like you know a word that is just really really bad just switches it, it switches and becomes something else and uh and there they there is there is a particular word okay so let's see the the and I was looking at this and I was going okay I know they are not going to go there they're not going to go there and this they kind of dance around it they dance yeah, around yeah, it yeah, yeah. and I think it, it's the n word the way the n word is used that so like I, they dance around it and they say a lot of things in one of the other episodes I think it has to do with um with a b word that a lot of women get called so like uh-huh. yeah they they say they say a lot of stuff about that word and about how it's being reclaimed and about how a lot uh-huh. of women now use that word and I remember thinking myself I I used to ask, I was like hang on a second when did this word become acceptable when did this word become acceptable to call someone as a term of endearment that's a horrible word and it's and there's a lot of stuff that they say about reclaiming it that relate and I feel like that the guys who are making this show probably thought this is the closest we can get to talking about the n word but we are probably not going to go there <laughs> because yeah. I'll be interested to see if they do a season two. I'll, I'll just see if they do another season and interested to see what words they go to because the only way to go is to the stuff that is really offensive. A bit like I was wondering whether they were going to touch the C word, but they don't. Yeah, even... no, I know. I'm just thinking that. I don't think they will. I don't think they go there. Uh, they, they, they didn't go there. They didn't, and I'm not sure if that's a cultural thing, if that is more... Um, that is more offensive in maybe the UK than it is in America. I, I don't I think know. in America that's like that. I I think that that the C word in America is the worst. Is absolutely especially especially if you you say it to a, a woman. It is like I mean when I was there, I travelled America a lot, and that is if you really really want to go step over the mark, that's the word you use. Yeah, uh, but but I have to be honest with you. That, but I think that there is a really interesting discussion to be had around that. And so for me, the in the, the discussion around what makes a swear word, what determines that this is bad, that is I find that fascinating. I find that fascinating. I really really enjoyed that. But uh, when it comes to stars, I think I would have to give this a four out of five. Yeah, and I'll agree with you on that. Pose, I'll agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. I give it a four out of five. Yeah, I, I think so, if I mean. Yeah, if, what I if, think I liked about it, it was they were fairly short episodes, weren't they? They were like they were very short, minutes, yeah. Which, which um, is pretty good, really. So you can watch them fairly quickly. They didn't, they didn't like draw the point or go on too long. But the yeah. first one was definitely the funniest, I thought, for me. Yeah. Cool. And I, yeah, and I think with that, if you can handle, if you can handle hearing swear words over and over and over again until they almost lose their meaning yeah that's it. you become I, numb to it don't you really? yeah if you can handle numb, that numb there's there's a lot of value in this tv show if you just if you think no no can't handle it if uh, the idea of a tv show in which nicholas case starts off by giving you loads of film quotes and really famous film quotes that have the f word in it if that makes you go oh my god no then you might want to give this one a miss but there is a lot of value to be had in that so I think that is the end of our quick fire episode of Netflix of Cinema this week. Until next week, when we will be talking about, I think Sharon, you saw the discovery of Witches season two. Yeah. Yeah, and Sean, you saw a film which I am really interested to find out about. I might even yeah. go and track down and find yeah. Miss Juneteenth. Yes, yeah, it was on Sky, and it'd be good. I think it'd be interesting for for Sharon to watch it as well. So. Yeah, yeah, because once once you hear Juneteenth, that that is something that uh, I mean, in the last couple of years, has become more of a well-known thing outside of the black community in America, Mm. which is well, that's it. It was basically what it was was I was looking at the films and the times, and it started uh, the old Sky thing, and I thought, oh, what's that? And I started watching it, and I thought, well, I'm not sure about this, but 
you know, I ended up I ended up watching the whole thing. So. All right, cool. And so on to next week, when we, will, next week. Mm. when we will talk about Miss Juneteenth, it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. Thank you very much for joining us this week. Happy birthday, Toast. Oh, thank Happy you. Happy birthday. You. Oh, wow. I've forgotten about that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's some fun. All right, cool.